Hello, and welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. Resolving relationship drama is probably one of the most asked about areas in the lives of my clients, and it's one that I'm more than happy to help with because when your relationships aren't going well, then nothing in your life is going well. They take up your time, energy, and brain space when they're in conflict and sap the strength that you would normally be able to give to other activities. You might even lose sleep over them. The truth is, almost all of that drama is completely unnecessary. By following just a few guiding principles, then your relationships would be easier to enjoy. So how do you avoid the drama that seems to inevitably arise when you're sharing space with the people you love? Listen to today's episode and I'll share three ways to help you do just that. Hello, creators. Hey, it's your host, Jeremy Flagg, welcoming you back to another episode of Create You. Thanks for joining me. Today, we're going to be focusing on relationships, but first, I want to get into a little bit of business. I wanted to remind you that if you uh, want to qualify for the giveaways that I'm doing in the month of December, all you got to do is leave a review for me in the iTunes store. So if you would go into the show notes, click the link that says, please rate and review the show in iTunes. It will take you directly to where you need to be. And all you got to do is leave your feedback there. And once your nickname is on that wall, then you will be eligible for the giveaways I'll be doing at the uh, the week of Christmas here on the show. And I'll announce your uh, nickname and I'll announce what you wrote. And I will also give you an awesome gift and you'll be able to collect it online. So I'm excited. I hope you are too. And I would love to hear your feedback on the show. It helps me to curate the show and make it better and give you the content that you really need and want. And it also helps elevate the status of the show in the iTunes store so that other people just like you can find the show and help to, you know, live their best life, which is exactly what you're here to do. And today, we're going to be focusing on relationships because relationships are a huge part of living your best life. And I'm going to be sharing with you three ways to avoid unnecessary relationship drama so that you can create healthier and happier relationships by applying just a few simple principles that I'm going to give you. So, you know, it seems like the holidays can bring out the best in us, right? I mean, as a society, we we get into our giving mode and we open up our pocketbooks more than we do any other times of the year, not just for gifts like material things, but also so that we can give charitably uh, probably more than we normally do. Uh, and we, we get to meeting each other's needs and making sure we get something that people want. We want to see smiles on their faces. So that, that part brings out the best in us, but it also can bring out the worst in us too because we have tons of stress and tension got all these uncomfortable family functions and parties to attend and inevitably there comes with all of that lots of relationship drama right I mean drama you know what I'm talking about right I'm talking about the kind of stuff that makes you uncomfortable that makes you feel like you don't want to be in the room with somebody you know uh, you know causes tension and conflict and Sometimes if it's you know, like a sister or a brother or a mom or a dad or a grandma or grandpa or somebody close to you, uh, your spouse, your, your kids, I mean, it can make you, you know, 
stay awake at night thinking about ways that you can fix it uh, or fix them, right? <laughs> if they were just different, everything would be fine. So all this drama kind of shows up because, and that, you know, whenever we have a mix of values and a mix of beliefs and expectations and of styles and personalities, we're going to have conflict, you know? But the truth is, if we just followed a few guiding principles, then our relationships would be a lot easier to enjoy. And isn't that what we really want? I mean, to enjoy each other's company and experience more peace instead of all this relationship tension? You know, relationships are probably one of the most asked about areas in the lives of my clients. And it's one that I'm more than happy to help you with today because when, you know, as you know, when your relationships aren't going well, nothing seems to be going well in other parts of your life. I mean, when the relationships are in conflict, they take up your time because you're thinking about them all the time. They take, they take up your energy. They take up just constant amounts of brain space. They reduce your productivity, right? Uh, they sap your strength. And they make you exhausted. You know, normally the, the things, the, the energy you would have to channel into other activities you don't have anymore because you're focusing so much on the relationships. I mean, heck, you might even lose sleep over them and stay up at night thinking about it, right? So the question becomes this. It's a simple one. How do I avoid the drama? How do you avoid that drama that seems to inevitably arise when you're sharing space with people that you love? You know, here are three ways that I'm going to help you do just that. So number one, it's a quick one and a difficult one. Expect nothing, appreciate everything. Now, I talked about gratitude on the show uh, right around Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, gratitude is something that's easy to practice, especially if you're doing something in a meditative way or in a personal space way. But when we start to bring that kind of gratitude into our relationships, what happens is nothing short of a revolution. If we can walk in and decide that we're going to expect nothing from anyone and we're only going to appreciate everything that they have to offer, things change big time. But let me give you an example so it can give you some handles, Okay. Um, let's say you're asking someone about their first date, right? You just, they just had a first date with somebody. And it's one of your friends and you want to find out how it went. So you say, Hey man, how'd the first date go? And then, you know, he says back to me, well, it was okay, I guess. I mean, I just think that there are certain things that just shouldn't be talked about when you first meet someone. And then there was the way she ate her food, man. I mean, I think a lady should act like a lady. I'm just not sure there are any reasons to even go out with her again. Wow. Did you hear all that? Do you think that my friend on his first date had a few expectations that she didn't meet? Oh, you know, just a few. He might have had a few rules in there, right? Some if-then beliefs that make him a miserable person because he never finds a second date. He only ever finds a first. Do you guys know what I'm talking about here? When you have a lot of expectations and you place on someone else, even when you've just first met or even when you've known people for a long time, you just give yourself an opportunity to be miserable because they're never going to meet you know, the expectations that you have. First of all, they're unspoken, so they don't know they even have to meet them to make you happy. Second, they're unnecessary you know, because they're your rules, not anybody else's. What you're trying to do is actually make someone live up to your expectations of how you think they should be acting. And when they don't, then you get upset or, you know, you, it bothers you internally. You might get disgusted. You might disapprove. You might get discouraged, but this has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with you. When you can expect nothing and appreciate everything, 
something big changes on the inside of you. Because when you place expectations on others to perform a certain way, behave a certain way, think a certain way, feel a certain way, then you're setting yourself up to suffer. That's all that's happening. So if you can reduce those expectations or get rid of them altogether, then you're going to give yourself a lot more opportunities to be happy in this relationship or any relationship, any interaction, really. right? If you can expect nothing and appreciate everything, right? Family functions, this shows up a lot, right? Uh, If you ask somebody about your Thanksgiving, you might hear something like, well, I mean, it was kind of strange, Jeremy. I mean, my family's always been weird, but this year they were particularly hard to take. I just wish I had something like a more normal family. You feel that way sometimes? I've actually heard someone just recently say this to me. I mean, what's a normal family? Does anybody have a normal family? I know I don't. I've got my own Jerry Springer show over here. I'm sure you guys do too. There's no such thing as a normal family, right? We're all a little dysfunctional as it goes. Uh, but the, re- the, the reality of it is the way we compute what's happening is because of our expectations between our ears. We can interpret any event that we're having simply uh, by refocusing the way we're, you know, what we're expecting of any situation. You know, accepting reality as it's happening and appreciating what's going on is its own little revolution. If you could just accept what's happening. I mean, can you hear the, the that statement my friend made, right? My family's always been weird, but this year they were particularly hard to take. Well, if your family's always been weird, then why in the world were you expecting anything different? Are you with me? Why in the world would you expect something different? You know, one of the one of the things I like to say to myself that helps me expect nothing and appreciate everything from my family is this. And I'll say it to myself regularly when I'm around my extended family. I'll say something like, you can never expect function from dysfunction. Don't expect function from dysfunction. I'll, I'll give that, it's like a mantra. I'll say it to myself under my breath when uh, things start to get kind of crazy, you know. Uh, with political views or with religious views or <laughs> when people become almost insufferable in conversation because it's all about them and it's never about you and and they're playing their victim card and they're telling you their story over and over again so that you can feel sorry for them. Yes, expect nothing, appreciate everything. Find something to appreciate, some way to be grateful for whatever circumstance that you're in and things are going to go better for you, my friends. So that's number one. That's one way that you can relieve the drama, avoid that unnecessary drama in your relationships. Expect nothing, appreciate everything. So let's go to number two. Number two, never take anything personally. Wow. These are getting progressively more difficult, by the way. (laughs) Expecting nothing and appreciating everything is uh, simple, but it's not easy to apply. This one may even be a little bit more difficult. Never take anything personally. So let me give you an example. Um, Maybe you're out to dinner with your friend. And she says something, you just had this awesome meal, right? And you're totally riding on it. You loved it. And then the waitress comes up and she asks you, hey, would you like some dessert? And she shows you the dessert menu and you're like, oh my gosh, yes. And then you hear your friend say, are you sure you want to have dessert? No. The guys listening to this show are thinking, I'm not sure that matters. Uh, and the women listening to this show are like, mm, I'm ready to throw down. <laughs> right? Because what's masked in that question and that tone is, um, are you sure you need dessert? (laughs) It's like this little confrontation, this little test, right? And you start to take it personally. It'd be hard not to, wouldn't it? 
when someone basically is making a, a gesture towards you that makes you think that you're, you know, are you fat? Are you overweight? Do you really need that dessert? Right? <laughs> but <laughs> that's just one example. Let me give you another one so you guys can wrap your heads around what I'm saying. But you get my point. That's hard to take, that's hard to take any other way than personally. Wouldn't you agree? But I'm going to show you why it's not that hard if we know a little trick. Um, how about this? You're fighting with your partner, fighting with your spouse, and they say, you know what? You're always making me feel so small. I'm so tired of you making me feel this way. You're such a jerk. Okay. Has that ever happened to you? Anything like that? Have you ever said anything like that? I know I'm guilty of you know making a few of these assumptions myself. But the worst assumption we can make is to take it personally. When someone lashes out in this way, what they're actually doing is telling you about themselves because it's so not about you. It's so not about you. You know, don't take anything personally was one of Don Miguel Ruiz's four agreements. Uh, if you've never read that book, I highly recommend it to you, especially if you're having trouble with your relationships and tension in your relationships. It's going to help alleviate a lot of of tension in your relationships just because there's these four tiny agreements that if you just make with yourself and keep, oh my gosh, you're going to see lots of changes. And this is one of them. Don't take anything personally. It's a big one and it's for good reason. Because when someone acts out, and this happens all the time, we do it to other people and they do it to us. And when we act out and we speak to somebody with that rotten tone or we use harsh words or we become angry, uh, and when someone accuses you of, quote, not getting it, right, <laughs> then what you're actually receiving is a sneak peek into someone else's heart, into their heart, into all that insecurity and all that fear that they live with on a daily basis. It's a mirror into their soul showing you how insecure they are about their own life. When, when that friend at dinner says, are you sure that you need that dessert? Are you sure you need to have that dessert? I mean, what they're really saying is, I have trouble with my body. I have trouble with my eating habits. I think I'm overweight. I'm self-conscious about it. Aren't you going to be self-conscious with me? That's what's really going on. It's an invitation for you to take a deep dive take something personal and get down into the mud with their thoughts and with their fears and their insecurities. But you don't have to do that. You can live above it. Because the reality that you just learned is that the way that someone treats others, the way that you treat others is a direct reflection of how you love yourself. It might sound familiar to you because uh, it's it's a two thousand year old saying that's been in the Bible and it's been used by uh, you know Christians everywhere, and they ignore the meaning of it. It was Jesus Himself who said, "Love your neighbor as you love yourself." In other words, with the same measure that you love yourself, you will be able to show love to your neighbor, which is everybody else. So when people are mean to you, when they get angry at you, when they bring up all that drama and they use harsh tone and words that, you know, are mean and, and they tell they accuse you of not getting it or they accuse you of things that you don't feel have anything to do with you or they try to label you or judge you, what's really going on is they're showing you how little they love themselves. It's a sad thing to watch, but it happens all the time. And if you can understand that what you're actually witnessing when someone does that is that you're witnessing, uh, you're getting a peek into their own soul, 
then you can really wash your hands of the moment and realize, hey, this has nothing to do with me. I'm going to live above this. I'm going to I'm going to walk away from this moment and not take anything personally. You can eliminate tons of drama just by simply accepting who you are, your own self. Because the only way we get caught up in taking things personally is when we're not also accepting ourselves. Because if we're having trouble accepting who we are, then we might collude with that comment that someone makes at the dinner table. We might collude with our partner who accuses us of, of, of being a jerk and making them feel diminished. You can't make anyone feel a certain way. They're choosing to feel a certain way. Now, they're blaming it on you, but uh, maybe the events that transpired between you are what you know brought up these emotions, but it had nothing to do with you. It preexisted you. Can we agree on that? Have you ever had these issues on your own? I mean, here, if you find yourself in one of these moments where you know you can't take this personally or it's going to you know, cause a deep dive in your own emotions, then you've got to conquer yourself. You've got to conquer your own emotions. In order to serve yourself and, and to serve the other person at the highest level, you're going to have to master those emotions in that moment, wrangle them, and make sure you don't ride the wave with them passively. You're going to have to actively observe what's happening in your own soul and realize that it's not about you. It's so not about you. Whatever judgment, accusation, harsh words, and meanness, and and uh, you know names and labels have come your way, it's so not about you. It's a reflection of that other person's issues, and they're trying to project onto you what they're dealing with to see if you'll take responsibility for it, to see if you'll own it. And that's what leads me to the last suggestion I have for you, to avoid unnecessary relationship drama. So the first one was expect nothing, appreciate everything. Second one, never take anything personally. And the third one, own your stuff, but nobody else's. Own your stuff, but don't own anyone else's. You know, moms are really bad at this. In fact, mothers' relationships with their kids are probably one of the most difficult places where you'll see lots of overreaching, overstepping their boundaries, doing way too much for their children. No, they love them. They love them a lot, and they want to serve them, and that's why they do it. They want to show how much they love their children. But unfortunately, when they overstep their boundaries, they're creating all kinds of other conflicts and other kinds of problems within the souls and within the lives of their children by not allowing them to grow up and reap their own consequences. This happens in our hearts when we see someone make poor choices. When, when you're around someone who's making poor life decisions and you see them doing it and you feel like you have to stop it. Have you ever felt that way before? I mean, this is a time when you need to remind yourself, no, 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 it's not mine to own. I can only own what I need to own. That's my responsibility. I need to know where I end and someone else begins. So overreaching is when you're not owning your own stuff, but you're trying to own someone else's. You also might overreach when you have some of your own stuff that you want to get rid of and you might want to, you know, uh, you know, off put that on someone else, you know, throw it over to somebody else's garden and say, here, you deal with it. I don't want to deal with it anymore. And if they take it, if they allow someone to hand their responsibilities off to them, then guess what they've done? They've not owned their stuff either. They're owning someone else's stuff. This is all about boundaries. There was a great book about boundaries written by uh, doctors. 
Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend many, many years ago. If you've never read it, I highly recommend it to you. It's a great book about how to make sure you know where you end and someone else begins. It's very important that we have physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, mental boundaries, spiritual boundaries, that we have boundaries in our relationships so that, you know, we don't overreach and we only own and take personal responsibility for the things that we can take responsibility for. Because the truth is, reaching over boundaries and not having good boundaries and reaching over those boundaries of personal responsibility causes more relationship drama than most people really understand. And they can also lead to some seriously abusive situations. So owning your own stuff but nobody else's is a really, really important concept and a really important way to avoid that unnecessary drama in your relationships. You know, you need to be so strong in your own understanding of who you are and your own personal identity and your own personal truth and where your boundaries are, you know, where you end and where someone else begins. You know, the, the metaphor they use in the boundaries book is of a fence, a yard and a fence, right? And there's certain types of fences that make good boundaries. And of course, if you have no fence, then you have trouble saying no, right? People come over and they're like, hey, can you do this for me? Sure, I'll do it for you. And the next thing you know, you got five or six or seven things to do. And by the end of the day, you didn't get any of them done. And everybody's mad at you. That's not the way you want to live. That's a boundaryless person, right? We don't want to live with those kind of boundaries. And then we can take a step up to like a picket fence, something that you can see over, see through. Uh, you have a gate, so there's a definite way in and a way out. Uh, but it's very healthy, right? I mean, you can see where you end and where someone else begins, you know? I cut my grass up to this line. You cut your grass up to that line. Everybody's happy, right? Uh, what, what happens instead is, you know, if we start building up privacy fences, and then you can't see through, right? You can't be neighborly. You can't connect with anyone through it. There is still a definite gate, but how would you ever even know that you were available to come in? Because no one would know how friendly you were because they can't even see you, right? Uh, so those are three different situations. Now, there's more, of course, uh, about boundaries and about those different types of boundaries and different ways that we might plot out our, our spaces and land, now, but they're also analogous to our hearts and how we guard them and how we protect them. And boundaries are very important in that way. And we do need to guard our hearts. But at the same time, we're also guarding others, other people's hearts by doing the same, by, by giving them their boundary. Because, you know, one of the major boundaries we need to, to respect is the boundary of someone's will. You know, if they choose to do something and they're consciously making that decision and you don't agree with it, you're you're free to voice your opinion, certainly, but they're also free to continue doing what they what they what they're doing, what you think is destructive, what you have a poor opinion about. They're free to do that too. And if you can't understand that everybody is free to make their own choices and that you're free at the same time to make your own, then you're gonna try and start to overstep and overreach and and try to entangle yourself and enmesh yourself with other people's affairs, and it'll start causing lots and lots of drama. So the key here is that I want you to be able to know when to say yes and when and how to say no. And that's what's key about boundaries. Knowing where you end and where someone else begins. Only owning your own stuff, but don't own anyone else's. In other words, don't overreach and try to seek stake in someone else's plot of land, but also don't allow them to come and throw things onto your lawn, right? 
Does that make sense to you? I hope it does because these are three very, very, very important, you know, I think relationship guidelines and guiding principles that if you use them, you'll not only just avoid unnecessary drama in your relationships, you'll also become a more unshakable soul. And I think that's the real key. When you become more unshakable, when you stand strong in your truth, then you can be drama free. Then you can live in the healthy and happy relationship place that you really want to be. So let's go over these three one more time before I let you go. Number one, expect nothing, appreciate everything. Number two, never take anything personally. And number three, own your stuff but nobody else's. So let's close this episode with a thought from author Shannon Alder who said this, the only real conflict you will ever have in your life won't be with others, but with yourself. So true. The conflict we end up having with others is really an indication of the conflict we're having between our own ears. So avoid that unnecessary drama in your relationships. Become that unshakable soul that you know you have within you. Stand strong in your truth. Be completely drama-free just by adopting these three guiding principles. I know you're going to see some massive results, and I'd love to hear all about that drama that you're shaking free of on the show notes on my website. So if you could just go to the show notes, it's jeremyflag.com forward slash episode 26 and leave me some comments in the comments section i'd love to hear your voice and i'd love for you to tell me how this affected and changed your life so i will see you again next week my friends creators keep creating have a breakthrough day and i'll talk with you soon thanks for listening For more tips about how to create the life, work, and relationship you love, just head over to jeremyflag.com where you'll find lots of free resources and notes from this episode. And don't forget to share your comments with me. I'd love to hear your voice. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review for me in the iTunes store. If you're listening on Apple's podcast app, just click anywhere on the show artwork to reveal the show notes and click the link that says, please rate and review the show. Your feedback is appreciated. If you'd like to continue the conversation, then please like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag create you. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on create you and be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be back with another life changing episode. You won't want to miss it. So be sure to subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud to get free delivery of every show. Until next time, this has been Jeremy Flagg. Reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go and create you.